0: hey welcome everyone to the very first episode of looking for more your dedicated podcast for all things gaming with a focus on mmos game development and gaming culture i'm joined today by my guests lexer v nathan napalm and wondering mist welcome y'all so we're going to go ahead and start this show off uh the first episode kind of doing some introductions and i'll i'll kind of go last but I thought a good way to kind of get everybody warmed up uh, on this show and kind of get started would be to basically kind of introduce ourselves, talk about maybe what we do, what we play for creators, talk about what we create. Um, but we'll start with Lexer. Lexer, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and and uh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, I am a long, long time MMO junkie. Uh, MMO has actually saved my life because uh, I used to have a drug and alcohol problem, but EverQuest got pulled me out of it because it gave me a support system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've every Almost every single person in my life that is positive came from an MMO. Uh, a lot of you out there may know me from Defend the Night. I'm the former project director. And right now, what I have going on is a whole lot of nothing.
0: Right on, man. Well, welcome to the show, homie. And the nathan napalm I, you know i noticed when i had to put his name here on the screen for those of you who are who are watching this whether it's here youtube whatever if you're listening to the audio version i guess you should have been here so you could see what we're talking about but the nathan napalm it's almost like i feel like it goes up in order of like tears it's like it slowly gets bigger <laughs> like wait for the napalm but yeah nathan why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and, about you? Yeah, hello.
3: Uh, I'm the Nathan Napalm. Um, I'm a dirty old content creator. <laughs> um, I find the hard work of other really hardworking developers, and I just talk about it. It's the best job in the world, and uh, I love it. Um, and that's what I do. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I do a lot of YouTube. I, I do puppets, songs. Uh, I sing horribly, but I do it anyway, shamelessly uh, making you cringe. So uh, that's what I'm all about. Love MMOs. been playing MMOs. Oh, uh man. Since I was a very young adult, um, I'd say towards the end of high school, around 1998, uh, got into Ultima Online. um, And then, of course, EverQuest when I fell in love with MMOs. Uh, Ultima Online was like a really bizarre project for me where I thought it was insane that you could do the kind of stuff. And then EverQuest where I was like, whoa, this is an actual world um, and played everything pretty much from there to present. Um, And
0: that's 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 my story. Sweet. So what about you, uh, Mist?
4: I can't remember when I exactly started playing MMOs, but um, I I started with RuneScape way back, old school RuneScape uh, back in the day. Played that for a few years, and then from there progressed to World of Warcraft, and then from there, a bunch of other MMOs. Also played Guild Wars, the original Guild Wars back in the day. Not that that's an MMO, but so many people call it an MO that whatever yeah um and now i'm mostly focusing on uh guild wars 2 a bit of terror a bit of final fantasy online doing a whole bunch of other stuff and wasting for ashes of creation which should be coming out hopefully in a couple of years time which will be amazing and that's right. that's that's me
0: nice so i'm Seymour hello c hate to say that i'm also an ashes of creation fanboy or or uh was it a uh i'm trying to think of the right word proponent of ashes mm-hmm. of creation but i'm really not that uh Supporter. really yeah i'm a proponent for sure i like super super love that game love mmrpgs been playing them since uh vanilla warcraft world of warcraft played a little bit of warcraft too i don't play it anymore though um i also uh make content uh podcast form stuff and things i like mmo so i do those things too Uh, cover games like defend the night ashes of creation uh valor um saga of leucemia um are there other ones i'm missing any um the Elder scrolls online but i'm just gonna Take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Are we getting on the soapbox now, or no. is that coming later? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> channel the hatred. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No.
0: <laughs> Let the hatred flow through you. That's right. Yeah, but um, like yeah, like I
1: like I, used to, like I said on the previous shows, channel your inner shadow knight.
0: Oh man, he's he's trying to turn me shadow knight, which is a class and defend the knight. By the way, um, so yeah, I mean, go like, art. Like yeah, true <laughs> <Sure>, probably. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, like love MMORPGs, man. The 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 genre is just it's fascinating. It's fantastic, it's beautiful because um I love the open world element to a lot of MMORPGs. and we all have the things about that genre. Now, this is not specifically an MMORPG show, but it has a very heavy focus on that industry because that's just what a lot of us like to do, and that's a core component to what the show is going to be all about. But we'll definitely talk about other elements related to gaming and gaming culture. Um, there's a lot of hot takes, a lot of really good discussions that revolve around game development in general. Um, but yeah, if have you, have you, any of you had any any particular hot takes that you have for any game or even just something within the industry, something that just like it's like your trigger. It's a thing that you're just like, oh, my God, they're doing it again. Here's where I stand on that.
1: Mislabeling MMOs. Oh, we were talking about this. If if I ever go to E3 or Comic-Con or anything, and if I see someone have one of these lobby-based multiplayer games and call an MMO, I'm a slapdike. (laughs)
0: <laughs> metaphorically speaking in a game for twitch staff that might ever see this yeah all right go i
1: i think there should
3: be i think there should be an actual law passed that if it's on a cell phone it's not an mmo you cannot label it that way it's not it's just not gonna be it can be a lobby something they need to make their own name for that that's that's not an mmo
1: lexa for president and i'll make that pass
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> you got my vote <laughs>
4: I don't care about your other policies
0: Oh, lectures going politician.
4: I think what we need is a, a definition for games like uh, I know a lot of people have been playing Final Fantasy, sorry, there Fantasy Star Online 2, and then there's other well-known ones like uh, Skyforge, Vindictus, those kinds of things. Oh. And I feel like a lot of people dump them into the MMO RPG genre because there isn't another like genre that encompasses that particular style. So we need to come up with a new like genre title that yeah. encompasses those
3: games, separate I, MMOs. I feel like the MMO players gave it a name, it just never sticked. We called them lobby games, right? I don't mm-hmm. know why they can not just be what we call them because well that's what we've
4: called them for years, right? Yeah. Like, is that a lobby game? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. I got you. You know mm-hmm. but it hasn't stuck like we also need something that the developers will accept. Right. Because it's partly the developers that like induce this, and they call their games MMOs when they're really not. So, that and yeah. their half baked
1: marketing teams. Well, I yeah, swear to God, half the people on, the mar- on these marketing teams for some of these games are high as you know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, man, <laughs> like Skyforge, <laughs> that's an MMO compared to what? And don't get me wrong, I was on the Skyforge train.
4: Skyforge was a good game, it just wasn't an MMO.
1: No, because the way they marketed it was an MMO. I'm like, I'm there, man. I'm still there. I think
3: I think Fantasy Star Online 2 gets a small, tiny, maybe pass because the original game came out on the Dreamcast first console play with other people, RPG. And at that time, I was totally okay with calling that MMO. We only had a couple of examples, right? We had like Mm -hmm. Ultima Online uh everquest and fantasy star online so it was like cool i can play my friends online it's an rpg it's an mmo you know it, you know so i feel like they can kind of get away with it just because of their roots and it's exact same kind of style yeah. as that game was I, so
1: I, I think if if i were on a marketing team i think what i would do is i have to consider the origins of this ip like with fantasy star online you know for the for a console that was an mmo Right it, it really was. so I think you could kind of get that grandfathered in for Fantasy Star Online 2 or two online whatever. Um, but when you're coming from a PC game with no predecessor, if you're lobby based then you're just a lobby game or a squad game or a party game or whatever you want to call it, you are not an MMO. Just the fact that you have thousands of people online and not playing together, Should be enough right there to say, like, yes, you are an online game, but you are not massively multiplayer because massive numbers of people cannot play together.
4: No, that's true. But I think Monster Hunter World does it right because they literally just call it uh, Monster Hunter World is a multiplayer action RPG. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 one hundred
1: percent valid. I'll I'll never, I'll never argue that.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah, I agree. Magic isn't isn't Magic the Gathering. Their new MMO isn't just a four player lobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> channeling the rage. Lobby games, man. You know right. oh, anything that's got an autopilot on it, I just it, honestly, that's probably mine. It's oh, like yeah. I'll I'll like cause I'll I'll look at like a phone game and I'm not a huge like mobile phone bait like player, honestly, but it's kind of nice to have something Potentially like I'm sitting in an airport. Oh, not now for those of you in the future, coronavirus is a thing at the moment.
2: (laughs) So, so, we're not supposed to to talk about that.
0: Hey, also, so check this out. Like, yeah, like I play, I play this mobile game called Knighthood. right? I actually think it's a pretty good mobile game. Um, but here's my concern. It's not really an MMO. Definitely you can have like your guilds and your communities and you can't really like actually go and do content with anybody. But I think this one game called Crusaders of Delight, I mean, I know that probably to anybody who doesn't know, I'm a holy paladin <laughs> on the inside. Paladins for the win, baby! Yeah, Hammers right, and right, chat, right. yeah! You're What's up, baby? Right. You know, I knew I liked it, man.
1: You're uh, on the outside because I'm slowly rotting the core.
0: <laughs> no, no, no! It's because it's look—you forgot the most important part. You can see the bright, shining light off of my bald head.
1: That's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of being a shout now. You can wear a hat, and it's okay.
0: <laughs> this is a good point. Yeah, then we would have the
4: God Rays bouncing off his yeah. head blinding people.
1: <laughs> oh my God, man! But you know, Pro- proof, it, proof that life is really a simulation. Dude, God Rays.
0: It's that button. <laughs> it's that auto play feature. Like Crusaders alight you could literally you can click on this and automatically your characters are running, and it's oh a mobile game.
1: God, yeah. They
0: do it all for you. This, like, I, I always see this. Uh, I, at
1: that point, I have a hard time even calling it a game. Uh,
0: yeah, like Idle Arena. <laughs> Something called like Idle Arena. You know what I mean? Anything where you can just like automatically. And this translates into an a MMORPG. For example, like the Mission Boards of World of Warcraft used to chat my ass, dude. Like the idea that I'm playing a mobile game in the MMORPG I'm yeah. playing. Mm. That sort of thing. This like Idle Champion sort of like auto-complete it for you thing is... Uh, the,
1: uh, now, don't, don't get me wrong, there are there are ways that you can do this hands-off progress,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it still doesn't feel half-baked. I mean, yeah. look at Star Wars The Old Republic. The Companions did all the crafting for you. Oh. Their justification was, "You're a, you're a hero. You have more important things to do. Now, you still got involved in crafting, but you technically didn't do anything. You just said, you do this, you do that, you do this. And then you waited. But it made sense. And it didn't feel mm-hmm. like just a half thought up idea to just say, we have this. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to something we want to work on.
0: Mm-hmm. Such a good I mean, point.
4: Wow's mission tables, that I, I'm i pretty convinced I'm going to put my foil, tinfoil <laughs> hat on at this point. But I am pretty sure that they just put that in to contribute to the Skinner Box to make people keep logging on every day. Because that's pretty much oh, what yeah. it does. And it's. It seems like a small thing, and a lot of the Skinner Box stuff – I, in fact, did a video on this recently.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: A lot of the Skinner Box stuff is sort of small. You're talking about logging rewards and, and these sort of like daily quests. On their own, they, they're they okay, but then you put them all together, and it just builds this Skinner Box, and it's just conditioning you to log in every single day, just like a mobile game, because that's how they work And in fact, there was a this was going back a few years, but there was a a presentation from some guy who basically uh, did a a presentation on how to uh, make your mobile games as predatory as possible and to get as many people playing as possible. And you just hear it and it is sickening to listen to. It's wow. honestly, and this guy is genuine about it. Like he's actually proud of what he creates, and it's does, uh, does it almost seems it's so bad it seems satirical, but it's yeah, not. it <laughs> honestly does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The oh, the game industry is such a mess right now. It, really it is. is
1: it really, really is. It yeah, is. Man, here we have our, our game here, here the thing, Here's the thing, though. Like it's the problem with the industry is it's it's not a one fold problem. We can blame publishers. We can blame developers for folding. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if we didn't like it, we would stop giving them money. Yeah. I mean, look at Call of Duty. Okay, that game has been the same re rolled pile of garbage stuffed into a bucket of crap stuffed into a freaking crater and exploded (laughs) over and over again. But when Black Ops Two came out, I saw people camping out in front of Best Buy, right? Freaking ten thirty at night, waiting for this thing to be released at midnight. And I'm like, I guarantee you, a vast majority of these people are going to be complaining tomorrow. But it's the same old game. It's like, then why did you give them money?
3: So I I think that that goes back to chasing the dragon, right? So like I'm still chasing my MMO dragon, right? I still want the experience from EverQuest. I want that feeling back, right? I'm chasing my dragon. I think they're chasing their dragon. But the problem is, is that there's a new generation of gamers who aren't going to have a dragon to chase. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? It's going to explode eventually because you're creating a bubble based on people with nostalgia, et cetera. But then you're giving them crap. Therefore, they won't have that meaningful experience. So later in life, they won't care about those franchises and genres, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's the real problem, in my opinion. Is yeah. we're we're chasing dragons that existed back when gaming was awesome.
1: Back
3: we're, this narc. generation's <laughs> not going to have that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: Agreed.
0: I got a you question for is. you guys. I'm curious about something. Like, and this is not really something that I even thought to ask, but. Do you, I guess, what from your all's perspective, in your opinion, like, what are the games that you could say you feel might be genuinely doing something to, I don't know, bring you the dragon or, or create a new dragon? Something different?
4: Are we talking the MMO genre yeah. or just gaming in general? Yeah,
0: definitely the genre for MMOs, yeah. So... I mean, I'm sorry for it.
4: No no you go Nathan you go I honestly. think for sure
3: Pantheon Rise of the Fallen right super passionate development team um mm-hmm. uh, my number 2 is defend the night I feel like they're and I'm just saying that cuz people are here from it um the, the, I feel like they're very passionate and they 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 understand it and they want it um and Saga Lucemia I think those guys are 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 understanding uh, kind of on a different level more uh more bringing the tabletop experience because, you know, that's what MMOs are meant to be. and We kind of mm. lost our way somewhere. But that's what it was supposed to be. Uh, and I think those guys get it. And I think they're doing some pretty fantastic stuff. Um, that's the three I really feel like had the biggest shot at, at giving us
4: that dragon.
0: Mm. Yeah.
4: You know what? I'm going to throw a, a curveball here and say Minecraft.
0: That is a curveball what? <laughs> so... Please explain. You know, <laughs> disguise. So, uh,
4: first of all, Minecraft is still, even though however old it is, it's still putting in, uh, bringing in updates, etc. I mean, it's just gotten 4K RTX, which actually looks incredible. It does. Like, you wouldn't think that Minecraft RTX would look any different, but it actually does. It looks phenomenal. And what they did minecraft's such a weird phenomenon because it's branched out into so many different things you've got the creative mode which fills a niche you've got the story mode you've got the uh the hardcore survivor mode and then you've got the mmo modes where people have made uh minecraft servers that they have turned into full-blown mmo rpgs which and this is all like community driven and, and such. And it's actually incredible what people have done with this game. It's staggering. And they've done so much more. Yeah, hightail. Yes, thank you, Squidball. Yeah. Um, and there are others as well. There's there's this server called Wingcraft, which I was planning on checking out at some point. And these are all community driven and they're they're just fantastic. They put in so much effort into basically creating an mmo from minecraft which was never designed to be an mmo at all and yet it's upstaged a lot of proper mmo rpgs and it's it's bizarre to me it's very bizarre
0: yeah I had a chat too cheryl was talking about the new uh, minecraft dungeons which i'm actually you know i did play i played minecraft uh, quite a bit uh it was definitely felt you know like a drug a bit in the beginning, I played it in the early beta period before they had really evolved it a lot for it ever became the big boom that it is now. Um, and it's it's maintained itself pretty well, right? But yeah, the Hytale, I forgot all about that. And then, of course, there's the dungeons, the Minecraft dungeons, which Cheryl saying say is pretty fun. I haven't tried it myself yet. Um, it's definitely on a list of things I'd like to try, though, for sure. Never
3: even <laughs> considered that in my life. So uh, you've taught me something for sure today. Uh, I knew that there was MMO versions. I've seen my son doing things, but I thought it was like kind of BS. Like I thought there was like a max of maybe 30 people or something. I didn't realize that people
4: were creating real. I don't know what the max uh, size is
0: for, for, the,
4: no. for the servers. Hold, hold on but at the end of the day mm-hmm. even if you can only have a hundred people that's fine nah, that's what we nah, need 100 people a quite a bit of people depending on the, the size of the land maps,
0: right hmm. right yeah i've got my i've got my uh list but lexer what about you what's your list of things what well, the games you think they have the potential
1: in terms of what's out there i'm going to say anyone that runs an emulation server vanguard emulators or the, the Vanguard emulated server uh, the, the huge number of EverQuest emulated servers, um, even the Star Wars Galaxy emulated servers. These are all run by people who love the game, but are also willing to experiment and try new things. And I love that, especially with EverQuest emulators. There's I've been I've been on h- probably close to 100 of them by now. Everything from scaling so that content everywhere is always relevant. To massively hardcore permadeath servers, nice. the fact that people are willing to really experiment and try to find something that works because they they have an idea, put in the work to it, and they try it for better or for worse. I have mad respect for those people. Yeah. In and terms of them,
4: they fix problems that the uh,
1: very the developers much so. have. I've yeah. I never played a bard in EverQuest one until I went to an emulation server. And I felt stupid because I would have hugely enjoyed a bar. Mm-hmm. And now, whenever I'm an emulated server, the first thing I roll is a bar. But in terms of other games that are out, like actual bonafide IPs, uh, <laughs> it's not it's really anything. Nothing really hits that list because every one of them feels like they're just run by you know Ebenezer Scrooge. Hmm. They're willing to you know wa- watch a child drown to get an extra buck. They have no moral. It really feels like they have zero moral. They have no concern about you know to them it's just to, to these publishers, they're just games. They're just projects to get money. Hmm. And that's fine. That's that's the publisher's job is to make money. But to us, the people who are playing, these are these are worlds where we go so that we can cope with some things that maybe we aren't equipped to cope with in real life. Or it's a place where you can, you can feel a little more secure saying like, hey, I've got a crooked eye. <laughs> well, I'm very self-conscious about that. You'll always see me on streams, the right side to the camera, because I'm self-conscious about it. I don't feel that. When I'm in a game, I used to stutter really, really badly. Mm -hmm. I don't stutter anymore because MMOs helped me get over that. Because I was always worried about saying the wrong thing and then getting into a fight with somebody over something ridiculous. Or someone just yelling at me for no reason. And all these other games that are currently out there, they're stripping Mm -hmm. all of that away to make a buck. It's business. I understand business. But to me, it's kind of like having your childhood home. Someone else buys it, and now they're gutting it. Yeah, You might as well just rip your own heart out. In mm-hmm. terms of games that are coming out, Pantheon's right there. Defend the Night has a lot of great potential. Um, what was the other one? Saga of Leucemia? Mm-hmm. I always get that one mixed up with the bad one.
4: Yeah, I do too. I do too.
1: Uh, But um, I I, I do, I I have mad respect for Renfiel for doing his dream and Mm -hmm. for being more or less uncompromising because you don't see that anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of aspects to that game that I don't particularly think I would enjoy. But the thing is, I'm not going to discount it right out of the gate because who knows? Uh, I've had other games. Uh, the hell is that floating around? my wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had games surprise me in the past, so I'm going to say that any game that is currently in development fits on that list. Yeah. But in terms of anything that currently exists and is playable, only emulated servers.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. What's currently available and what's you know in development? Yeah, and for me, you know it's uh i have i have a very set list there the and I, I wouldn't be either creating content around them or you know backing it or whatever if i didn't believe in them and and i think it's interesting because it it it's interesting because there was a period where you know it was like the wow surge like it was around wrath of the lich king and so many people so many companies wanted to get in on the action for the P you know mmorpg genre that they you know, it was like you had a lot of AAA studios like rising up you people who had money rising up everyone wanted it on the action, they are gonna be the next wow killer and then you know clearly that didn't happen but you know <laughs> only wow killer is gonna be wow itself in my opinion but you know aside from that you know if you have this goal i think as a developer and <clears throat> i have some developer points that i want to ask questions about later but i think if your goal is to defeat another game then I think that's I don't know from from my perspective. You're doing it for the wrong reasons, right? So which is interesting is every game that I believe in that's in development right now. Like I play The Elder Scrolls in line from time to time when I want to punish myself, but outside of that, like outside of that, the games that I believe in are Ashes of Creation, no particular order, right? Defend the Night, um, Saga of Lucemia, uh, Valar, um, and am I missing one? I feel like I might be missing one yeah anyway these are some of the ones that i that i really believe in right that I'm, i create content around and i think that's interesting is all of them what they share is is that there's no there's no triple studio right there it's indie development the only one that's maybe a little debatable on that it's it, it is indie development but steven Shree for ashes of creation had a lot of money that he could invest to essentially secure that game's development Whereas other ones are going on, you know, they're working full-time jobs. And there's a lot about that that that's respectable because it's like, we don't have anything. You know, in terms of like this crazy big financial backing that a lot of time is what's really going to be important to make an MMORPG happen. Because it's a huge project. It's a massive, massive undertaking. Especially if you're ambitious and you're trying to do something truly different and unique. And so these games all share is that they are just a lot of times they don't have a lot of people, you know, they, they maybe don't have a lot of money. Maybe they're still working jobs. Right. And saga blue, semia, right. Defend the night, play Valor, uh, ashes of creation to some degree. They, they tend to share this. And so when you look at what they're coming to the table with, it's like, maybe they don't have the knowledge maybe they don't have the money, you know, but they have the passion and the drive to make it happen and they want it. In spite of the fact that the industry as a whole, at least from my perspective, is really, you know, failing the, the player base, the community, really, we'll call it community, right? The people that cherish and love, you know, the the dragon, they they want the dragon. And so, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways, these are the games that have the best chance because the, the primary thing at the heart of it is passion. Passion to make it happen.
1: Right. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of these indie studios have over these triple A studios
0: yeah.
1: is that the triple A studios have no passion. Now don't get me wrong. The developers probably have a passion for what they're creating, but there's, there's a point where the publisher or the managers are going to say, no, you can't do that. And then right there, all that passion is blown out like a candle and you're just working a job. These indie developers are all working on what they love. the, Hard thing for the indie developers right now is to do something that is creative. There are so many copies, carbon copies of every other game out there. If I'm kind of at the point where I've been asking people, if you can't be creative, why even bother? Because you're just, if I'm going to get into a game that is 90% this game, 10% this game, why don't I just play that other game? Mm. You know, There, there, there is are,
4: something to be said for um, building a game or doing the basics really, really well.
1: There is. There absolutely is. But yeah. I feel like we're at a point now where if somebody doesn't, pardon the language, if someone doesn't gather some t- 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 uh, testicular fortitude and attempt to try something different, right. we're still stuck in a rut.
0: No, not, I not mean, really look, look at
1: Valar. People give Valar a lot of a lot of grief because it looks like wow, that's just a style of art. That's that's all it is. But their systems are all similar in in some respects, but ultimately unique. So, good or bad, if I like it or hate it, if it succeeds or fails, they'll they'll ultimately have my respect because it, even if they fail, at least they're trying to better the industry. They're trying to take MMOs beyond this. Just mud-filled ditch of despair, and trying to bring it back out into the light.
0: That's right, light bringers, baby. Lightbringers. <laughs>
4: light bringers. Yeah, I I agree, and and history has shown us that uh, you don't need a huge team or like a big budget studio to create a really amazing game. And and like you said, like so, a lot of it comes to down to creativity, but also getting the basics right. A couple of games that I think really emphasize this that are things like Cuphead. If anyone Mm -hmm. played Cuphead, fantastic game. It mixed creativity, but behind the creativity was a really good foundation, really crisp gameplay that a lot of people could get behind. That was made predominantly by two people. Um, Mm -hmm. Same with Minecraft, which was originally made by one person. Yeah, so
1: and look at it at, at the time that was revolutionary, it rocked the you, gaming industry.
4: Oh, it did, and it still does. It, yeah, It it's huge, absolutely huge. I mean, the guy who originally made it, I think he sold it off and now is a millionaire. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. like,
3: you, you, I think and, it's a billionaire, actually. I think it went for a couple of billion. Well, six,
1: I know, I know, the, the, I can't remember the, the guy who made it, I can see his face, but I can't remember the name. I know he had a run-in with PayPal because he got so many, so much money so quickly that PayPal couldn't pay it out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And, yeah, and, like, and
1: you're just like, whoa, hold up here. Something ain't right.
3: <laughs> right. And and you know what's crazy about that guy? I saw an interview with him uh, not long after the, the sell. Uh, what was it? To Microsoft, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was an interview with him and he was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I went from being just a regular old dude who made a game, an indie, you know, game, to a billionaire and like hanging out with all these rich and famous <laughs> people who say, I don't know how to act and I don't even like it. You know, like when right. I go back
1: Well, <laughs> why don't you come visit me? I'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look at look at Minecraft, okay. It was nothing like it before. It right. was it was revolutionary it was creative it was simple
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: but ultimately it was creative the, every it, but it had a very solid base a very easy to play style everyone thought like all oh, the graphics are all junky and stuff because i'm the person who i don't really care for 8-bit i know it's all retro but i just don't care for it and i've played minecraft i've played minecraft quite a bit but i've also played everything that has spawned off of it like Creative Verse and uh yeah. everything else you know but the the biggest respect that i have for minecraft is just the fact that at the time he he was willing to do something that nobody else had done he pushed the envelope he dared to be creative rather than choose the safe route and just make another game yeah and honestly i think that, i think the industry needs a lot more of that yeah yeah
4: it does. I mean, you see it on Steam all the time. You've, you've got this list of games and the new uh, release list for Steam is ridiculous. And you just see the same game over and over and over. And it goes through trends like suddenly everyone's making the zombie games. Oh, kill the zombies. And there's like a million zombie games. Then you've got the when VR first came out, you, you had all the horror VR experiences and, and everyone was making those. And like you say, if if everyone if you're making the exact same game as everybody else, even if you make it slightly better, then nobody's gonna care. It's just right. the same game.
3: It's true, and they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I feel like MMOs have been stuck on the uh, uh, World of Warcraft uh, for way too long. Like you know, uh, developers were just trying to make that exact formula over and over and over again. And then they started the, well, that's not working, so let's add one little gimmicky thing to it. Mm-hmm. So the exact formula plus one gimmick. Um, I do feel like with all the, the indie projects going on, we're finally breaking out of that mold, finally. It took mm-hmm. way too long. But uh, they're not trying to be World of Warcraft, right? They're actually trying to distance themselves from that um, and not even be. They don't want you to go in with those expectations at all. So that's it's a good sign
0: man you know what you're talking about minecraft when you when lex was talking about i was like my thought was you know what man it's that element of adventure isn't it it's like i can just go that was the thing i enjoyed about it and granted i haven't played it in the most recent iterations but it just i could just go there was no telling me exactly where to go tell me exactly what to do it was like let me just grab my stuff gather it along the way point in a direction and create my own story my own adventure and recently i was playing uh here very recently actually the game's not out yet and it's in it's got the early access tag but it's literally just one guy making a game it's called jedonia and it's um i played it for the past couple days i got a key to check it out and uh, it actually releases on monday and it's in early access for like a year year and a half i think is his timeline um but it had like very much this open world and you just you get dropped in you're in a place you know and no spoilers check it out if you want to um you know whatever i just think it's worth mentioning but it's that idea of there's no telling you where to go it's an rpg game but it has a breath of the wild sort of like art style sort of to it um nice. but it's well, just yeah it was that uh
4: shell say it. now i can't speak shell shape Sheld- Shadow shaded. Shaded. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's there you right. go. <laughs> I was like I was like, can someone give me a translation, please? <laughs> Much love, homie. So it's okay. You should have you all should have heard me for the Ashes Pathfinder show last Sunday. It started the show off with that. So so I'm sure somebody <laughs> needed a translation. I was like, blah 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 blah. Like, what <laughs> language is he speaking? That ain't Cleon. Like, I mean, so, yeah. but it was just it's really cool. In language, it's super valid language.
1: I just <laughs> tell people, I don't, I don't English. I
0: don't, <laughs> what you say there, son? I don't know, man. But it was like, it was just cool, dude. You know, it was this element of you just you just go you pick up stuff you talk to a random person you find out some story lies there you follow it and then you know by circumstance you come across a quest or some element of a story or something you can fix and that element adventure of adventure is like i feel like that's a part of you know we think about games like saga leucemia being focused on the tabletop element bringing that heavy sense of dnd into an mmo where I look at that game and I go, I'm not playing this for a couple hours. Like, I'm going to have to create a gameplay session like you would with the Pathfinder campaign. Like, sit down for three to four hours with my friends or something, gather, gather my troops, go out on an adventure and, you know, pick up next time for the next chapter, I think. Um, Man, but that's, that's, ah, here's some things I want to hit you all with, though. So Fractured is an MMORPG we haven't talked about that's in development. Uh, New World's an MMORPG that's in development. Uh I mean there's other games that are currently out, like Guild Wars 2. Oh, I'm gonna hurt to say this one. Oh, inside Voice. Okay. Archage Unchained. All right. I did a really great job of doing that without you, feeling too you, you did that well. Well thank, thank no, you. Thank no, you very no much.
1: Right
0: did I twitch? I don't know. I didn't look at the I didn't look at no, myself. I
1: didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see any twitches, okay. which you know bravo. <laughs>
3: I thought I saw an evil spirit form
0: behind
2: him.
0: I don't think it's all. I don't
2: think did anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it's just the red lights. Maybe they're actually detecting something, another dimensional creature I can't even see.
1: All right. All you're going to do now, <laughs> now you got to get like lights that are hooked up to a remote that change color. So whenever you want to. Pick up your, <laughs> this is lovely oh my god he's got it <laughs> oh, he's just, uh,
0: yes it's the, rage. it's the rage mode the rager <laughs> mode this is the rage mode.
1: There, there you go <laughs> see it's a, and a- the, like, the <laughs> like this is a wonderful game
0: <laughs> i really love this game so much right now
1: and, it makes me <laughs> tingle in my brain
0: <laughs> you know what though hey good good segue to this do you know what? I did play. I, I took the bait, man. I played Archage when it came out in the very <laughs> beginning. Okay. Ugh. Did really good with it that and everything. Funny. I'm no inside. I'm crying. I trust me. I'm just, I, I'm having to do this as I'm just having to do this. I feel like it's, it's necessary. I played Arcage Unchained. I know I went for a second bad. I know. I know. I, but I went and I, I was like, man, maybe. Right. And most recently, what I heard was that, so the game launched, no pay to win. They've stayed no pay to win, pretty much, right? We get to, I say pretty much just because it's So, (laughs) but I played it with my, my guildies. And you know what that felt like to me, you guys? It felt like one of those mobile games where you're farming a currency to dump into you the same set of gear because that's exactly what you do. And things like story and exploration and... Uh, crafting and all of those other elements seem to be pointless to me
1: you know what's funny speaking about archaige i played it when it was a korean game where you had to actually buy a korean social security number (laughs) (laughs) so that you could Uh, sign up with a VPN to play it that that uh, that's when i played it and i actually had to go and get the the english translation packs and replace files and I'll tell you what, when Tryon picked it up, all they did was they trans-
0: oh, no available
1: translation, and they shoehorned in a, a freaking cash shop and was like, "Look, it's a brand new game, just like Davillion. They basically took a freaking Korean game, reskinned it, and was like, "Look, it's a brand new game." <laughs> oh God! But to be fair, after like the first couple months of Rift, whoever took the driver's the driver seat of, uh, of Tryon. I would do some bad, bad things to that person if I ever met them.
0: In a game, metaphorically speaking, in a
1: game, in a game, I would PvP them until they (laughs) log off, and then I'd camp where they logged out.
0: Oh my god! That's that's so that is so good. This is such a good way to express your frustration metaphorically in a game. I would take my my in game mace across their face.
3: <laughs> I would kill them. Uh, uh, this would be a uh, a corpse that I would uh, definitely uh, take their belongings from in the game.
1: Um, oh my god! I would trap them inside <laughs> of a slime cube. I would hold them in there. It's and, permanent
3: on that server. You do that on. That's what I heard.
0: Oh my god, dude! It's so good
1: <laughs> that server. I heard it was permanent.
2: I
0: have tears in my eyes, man. This is beautiful. See, this, this
1: is why I, I've got a brother-in-law who's always inviting me to packs. I tell him I can't go. He's like, "I'll pay yeah. for the chicken. I'll pay for the hotel." I'm like, "I can't go." He's like, "Why?" Because I'll be in there for ten minutes and I'll get kicked out for beating up. A- Living like somebody. <laughs> like, cause we'd, we'd hit the triumph and be like, <laughs> "Would you like to try our
0: game?" No. <laughs> it was it was his facial expression whenever he did that smack. <laughs> you broke me, dude. You broke me. Oh my, oh my- god, dude. I have to pull oh. together, you guys. Oh jeez. I knew this show was going to be the perfect place to vent our frustrations about things in the gaming industry that drive us nuts. Oh, there's,
1: I got I got like oh. 15 years of frustrations pent up and trust oh,
0: me, oh man. It's
1: it's just waiting. That's oh. how old
4: we are really. It's all all this stuff we remember and you know segue a little bit, but I was watching uh I'm a huge fan of Jim Sterling, uh the YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and he did a uh, a video about it was basically about the the problem of the uh these big companies slowly slowly bringing in more and more like uh, microtransactions and more loot box elements etc cetera, etc cetera. and he made the very real point that guys like us who've been around the industry and playing games for years and years and years we're getting old and eventually Uh, Speak for yourself, bucko. We, We remember back when games were more legit, as it were, back before this loot box and microtransaction and all this crap happened. We remember, but the people who are sort of the next generation that are coming in, loot boxes are normal to them microtransactions are normal to them pay to win pay to skip these are all normal things to them because they haven't experienced the games that came beforehand and he made the point jim sterling made the point that the all the these big companies all they have to do is wait for guys like us to either stop playing games completely or to die and then (laughs) well
0: news for them Thanks to denial, I'm immortal. And I'm going to live forever, too, because I have the Paladin's Holy Light, you know, beating in my chest. And I'm raising
1: my
3: children to be just like me, so screw you, (laughs) developers. (laughs) Oh,
4: man. Man, man, man. All all they have to do is wait, and then eventually it'll get to the point where loot boxes are normal to everybody who plays. and Then it just progresses from there, so... Oh, I, I
1: can't. It's now, I
4: mean, it's
1: so don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, I understand business quite well, oh, man. And I know people got to make money. You got bills to pay. Everybody <laughs> does. But there's a point where it's like we can we can take this five million dollars in profit, not revenue profit. And be happy with it. Or we can screw over 40 to 50 percent of our population. And get. 5.1, they're going to choose the 5.1. Yeah.
3: yeah, and and I think, you know, companies got to make money, obviously, but I think you should treat your customers, especially from a corporate point of view, right? Um, especially from a corporate point of view, you should treat your customers like they're your grandma, right? Would you really charge your grandma for the milk when she gets home, she realizes she can't open it without a very special tool that only you sell And then she gets the tool, and she opens the milk, and then she realizes it can only be poured in a certain glass that you made specifically that she has to buy it to, and so on and so forth. Uh, You wouldn't do that to your grandmother. You shouldn't do it to your cousin. Which grandmother?
1: I don't get along with my parents. I don't get along with my family on my my father's side.
3: I'm sorry. A paladin wouldn't do that to their grandmother. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Let's just say a normal person. The the napalm nose.
1: That's a much safer way to say it. Oh man oh my no gosh, I think man. but I mean, you're definitely on the right track like they just don't care about their people and then, here's what they don't understand. I played everQuest for 15 years. I was with them for 15 years, a sub game for 15 years. It's a lot of money. that is a lot of money. Mm. and yeah, I played I played other games because you know I get to the end of expansion whatever. Or I wasn't happy with an expansion, so I just kind of dabble. But I was still loyal, hoping they turn it around. And all these other games don't realize that you're sacrificing all these long-term goals for just a couple extra bucks. Yeah. Because yep. you, I know you'll sit there in a, in a meeting, and you'll sit there with your fancy little charts and go, you know, <laughs> we could do this, we'll lose 10% of our of our population, but we'll gain 40% revenue this month. And it's like, but if you go for long-term goals, you'll normally, unless you do something ridiculous, will exceed those goals because when someone likes a game, they bring people to it. When they feel appreciated, they bring people there. Right. I'm a huge Warhammer fan. I love my Warhammer games. Warhammer games are on sale on-
0: in the robot. To play Warhammer games.
4: <laughs> I mean, Warhammer's a very weird franchise because they basically just sell sell their IP to literally anybody. Yes. Which right. means they That's they've the got. biggest complaint I have.
1: Yeah. You've for got for every eight, 10 Warhammer six. games, you'll get one good one. Mm-hmm. So. So. There might be three. <laughs> no. You didn't like
2: it. <laughs> I played that one too. I was, was I was kind of middle Did on that
0: one. Ten?
1: Mm-hmm. It no, felt um, too much I like that
0: before the. the one. I, I
1: used to be a really, really mega fan of Total War games. I mean, I used to compete, oh. and once I think Rome two came out, the Creative Assembly changed or Sega changed because then all of a sudden it was like, I'm also a programmer. Yeah, I had I had looked, I had deconstructed a few things. I, I I'd done some wizardry. Um, the DLC for Blood and Gore—you're paying five dollars to basically make a checkbox visible. Think about that they its already in the game. They're just—they're basically holding it for ransom.
0: Hey, I want to give a shout out in chat to Pantheon Plus. They do a really good, uh, a lot of really good content also around MMORPGs. You should check them out.
1: Man, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And Nathan's.
0: Yep. Nice. Good old Minus. What's up, Minus? Welcome. There you go. But I mean,
1: um, if you look at the Total War franchise for Warhammer, uh, Total War of Warhammer and Warhammer 2, they basically just put in a new map and reskin some races. And two came out like months after the first one. Really? So instead of making an expansion, they made a whole new game. Why? Because why make twenty dollars off an expansion when you can make 60 off of the full game? Mm, true, yeah. It's
4: just- I mean, Game Freak has been doing that for years mm-hmm. with Pokemon. Like, yep. Why Why make an expansion when we can just resell the same game? What about like- Bethesda using that same
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> How long would <did> it <laughs> a dead horse, man? It's crazy.
4: The dead horse that also scales up mountains because that's a thing. <laughs> it's
1: okay because or the fact that they release you know broken single player games with mod support so that modders will fix it for them because they refuse to, or the fact that when they try to make an mm a, a massively multiplayer game, it is the single worst experience in history, and I'm talking functionality, experience, features, you name it. It is for a, a game man. that is, or for a studio that is triple A. It is pathetic.
4: But it just works. <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't. <laughs> Look at seventy six.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh man! It,
1: it's, what two years after release, a year or two after release, that shit still don't work right.
0: <laughs> you know
4: what? I mean, it's playable at least now. But who would want to play it?
0: I still haven't played it. What? I can't. <laughs>
1: don't do it. This, just don't. This do this it.
0: Is what I, I'm not man. Callum's no.
1: This is what I don't understand. You release a game knowing full well that it is a buggy pile of trash. I mean, it is a dumpster fire in pixel form. You still release it. You wait six months to get it to the point where it should have been released. And instead of getting all this negative PR to get that, to get it out there, to get that money, you could have had a good release. Not a fantastic release, but you could have a good release. Good, and, good. Again, and here's the thing. I would probably be playing... Fallout 76. I probably would be if there wasn't this massive dumpster fire you had to wade through to get to a half-playable game. Because hmm. I used to love Bethesda. I used to see Bethesda's logo on my screen, and I would get tingly in all the right places.
0: Hey, hold on, Lexer. I have a question real quick. How does one wade through a dumpster fire exactly? Just curious.
1: <laughs> Very quickly, and covered in asbestos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but I mean the
2: it's
4: about it's, Fallout 76 is not only was it a terrible game and buggy as hell, but made the situation so much worse because of how they handled everything that happened afterwards. Yes. Like we're
1: talking oh, from the It's like they took a drill to somebody's brain and said, Here, deal with our community. <laughs> it was so sad it was it was oh my gosh dude i was embarrassed for them I was. oh my god and it's kind of at the point where like okay if bethesda even got some new one some new person you know driving the truck and they're like we're like kind of like what ea did with like we have somebody new in the driver's seat we're going to be do do this completely different oh i'm sorry um (laughs) <laughs> I would I would go on national television and say I would rather fornicate with a cactus. And then swim in a pool of iodine, then play your half baked, half constructed buggy pile of crap.
0: Um,
3: I got to ask. I got to ask. Did you say you'd rather fornicate with or <laughs> be fornicated by? Because that's very different. when We're talking about, cactus.
0: <laughs> you know what? Let's
1: make let's make it a Lecky sandwich. I'll get I'll get sandwiched by them. <laughs> because funny. honestly, I'd steal a freaking Bethesda game.
0: I think his rage is killing Discord. Oh my god. Actually the funny thing is is Pantheon please, Plus was please, saying. Please the blessed Lexer, tell can you please ask Lexer to tell us how he feels for real he seems rather censored tonight
1: stay saying <laughs> saying what I actually feel in, involves a lot of curse words
0: yeah I appreciate maybe you maybe know, a band maybe a band only <laughs> a band only, Probably on, a band. only on Thursdays. I, you know. I do
1: I do stream periodically myself yeah. and I'm I mean I have gotten forced into mature mode <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. But I have never actually been threatened with a ban. Even though, like when things political things happen that are are racially charged, I even someone's asked me in my stream, (laughs) but and I basically tell them this is the most retarded thing I've ever seen. Kind of, kind of deal. And it's like, I'm not a racist person. I just think that if if you're make if someone on the news makes it a racist problem, then. Aww. And there's the problem right there because it shouldn't be. It should just be a human problem, mm. you know. But I've never been threatened with any bans from Twitch, even though I I swear enough to make a sailor blush. But this isn't my show. This isn't my channel. Mm. Out of respect for you and everybody else here, I will.
0: I think it might change the server, so all everybody. Yeah, we're gonna swap it over to mature. Now we go to central. <laughs> all right there we go all right we're back we're good we're good cool all right
1: um
4: if moving on to something maybe a bit not so anger inducing (laughs) maybe (laughs) um i want to i'm curious to get your guys thoughts on uh what in terms of mmorpgs what makes a good leveling experience
0: that's a good question
3: I think a uh, good leveling experience has to number one actually be a focus of the developer, right? So it can't just be like just a tutorial, right? All the way to max level, it can't be it can't be just a quick easy as quick as possible because that seems to be pretty popular rush them to the end game because that's where we're going to actually get them addicted. The journey should be addicting, right? So old school MMOs Uh, Tons of them. I didn't even get to max level, dude. By the time I got high level, I wanted to roll something else because I saw something so cool of somebody else during my journey doing that. I wasn't, I was like, Oh, I gotta be that guy. So I would go and roll another one. Um, and the journey was all I did for years in many MMOs. So I think, um, and and, and the exploration, uh, element, the adventure that we've been talking about tonight, you gotta feel that adventure from, from very early on. Um, so I think as long as you've got a world, you didn't build a game, you built a world, then people are going to want to spend time in it and the and, and journey is going to be more fun.
0: Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. I think, yeah, I mean, that was good, literally going to be what I was going to say, which was adventure. Literally adventure, I think. And I think the thing about, you know, I'm a huge story fan. Like I love lore. I love a rich story. You know, some of my favorite stories are things like, you know, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, you know you think about when you think about stories like that that just have you know just a whole universe right uh I don't play World of Warcraft anymore uh but you know the Warcraft universe in itself up until I would say probably um Wrath roughly or so like it's just a really good story really rich lore like you know every every character almost has its own little mini story and so when I think about an MMORPG for me it's a really great story like I like honestly have a really hard time playing any game that doesn't have a good story. Now sidestep on that is, is if I can create that good story and you give me a space to do that, then that works too. Right. And so that's something that Saga Lucimi is planning to do. Right. That's something that a lot of games you see are planning to do. Like even that one I talked about Jadoni or whatever, right. That game too. If it, if you have a space or a world where I can do that, um. Then a little bit of RP where I can be my paladin self, you know, and shine. Yeah. But just that, you know. And even if why do
1: I? All I can picture now is a World of Warcraft paladin with
0: consecration no.
1: pulsing under you, and you dancing.
0: No, holy shock to the face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah. My God rays from the palm of my hand. Is that my eye? Talk to the shock. Talk to the shock. <laughs> yeah. Just you know. Just a sit adventure, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: you brought up like Lord of the Rings. Well, I'll just consider the books. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bilbo and Frodo were both probably level one going on these adventures.
0: Yeah. And they were exciting. Yes.
1: If you, as a game developer or level designer or game designer, whatever title is that you want, where you have some creative control, if you do not spend the time to make an enjoyable experience from one to, say, 50, and you're basically doing the typical it opens up at 50 it's when the game starts right. you're doing yeah. i'm sorry you're you're doing it wrong
2: yes yeah I because agree. the
1: game the game doesn't start at 50 the game starts at level 1 right why should i or anybody for that matter have to keep telling yourself just keep going oh, just just keep going just another day another day another day and I can finally do the stuff that I'm going to have fun with, like grouping in the in the fun dungeons or raiding or going to the fun zone. It should never be that way. It To me, that screams lazy design on the most epic scale imaginable. You
3: know, I always felt like to this day when I started an MMO, right, um, and I leave the beginning town or whatever, right, I go I, – I exit out into the world. If I'm not scared at all, no fear. I'm just like, oh, cool. Let me just run out and attack stuff, and I don't care, and I'm not worried about... I mean, fear can come from multiple things. Uh, There's not a good map system, so I'm afraid I won't be able to get back to town might be the fear. It might be that I'm afraid I don't know how to play my class good yet, and I'm going to get murdered, and I don't know what the (laughs) death system is in the game. Uh, But if I don't have any fear, if I just go out and I'm like, ah, blah, 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 I already knowing. I'm like, I'm not going to have fun in this game. I'm, you know, I've, I have zero fear of anything in this game. How could I possibly get adventure from it, right? So I know that's been an indicator for me. Very beginning of a game, you can tell if you're going to have fun or not. You know.
1: Oh yeah.
4: Agreed. And I think this is something that going back to classic WoW was a really big hitter for a lot of people. Whereas in modern WoW, and in fact many modern MMORPGs, you it's so streamlined you literally you've got your little hub uh town where you're completely safe you go out away from town you're still safe because literally nothing can kill you you have to go out of your way to die and even then chances are you're not going to manage it and there you can port back to town whenever you like there's fast travel everywhere and you don't really get to experience the world
2: Mm -hmm. you go
4: play classic wow Suddenly, there's no fast travel. You don't even get mounts until level 40, and that's only if you have the disturbed amount of money that it costs to get it. Mm -hmm. And you could spend two or three hours away from the town, uh, sort of stranded in the middle of nowhere, constant danger everywhere. And it means that when you come back to town, before you go out into the world again, you've got to prepare. You've got to make sure you've got all your items uh repaired you have gotta make sure you've got all your consumables etc and it feels like a proper venture because you've got to prepare your character before you can go out and be safe in the open world and i feel like that is something that a lot of MMRPGs are missing um in in terms of the uh the leveling experience yeah. or just Absolutely. adventuring in general
1: I'll, I'll let you guys in on yeah. a little industry secret You know, these older games where you, you know, just like even a fighter games where you had a health bar. Mm -hmm. What they, They were never like a straight percent linear health bar. The last third or quarter of that bar represented more than you thought in terms of hit point. Because the developers at that time knew that when your health's going down and your health is low, it builds up tension. It builds up a little bit of excitement. And... Seeing your health bar low, and you still winning gives you this this feel of, I did it! Oh my God, I did it! You know, and you don't. And it's just a small thing. We're but talking like if you yeah, like if you had a hundred hit points, like a third of your bar was actually like, fifty percent of your hit point, and the rest was just stretched out as the other fifty percent, because it was the illusion that gave you that feeling. Of Oh, God, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and then you win. Nobody tries or even cares about that stuff anymore. And I guarantee you, most of the gamers out there don't even realize that that's what they were doing. But if you go back to these older games, I I tell you, go back and look like uh, Legend of Zelda. Oh, man. I mean, your health bar, it's not it. It's not as exaggerated as my example but you don't lose as much hit points yeah.
4: you
1: when you get hit and you're
4: going you yeah just a few extra be able to yeah. yeah
1: because because that feeling is what they were trying to get you to experience
3: yeah danger yeah exactly
1: and the and the thing is developers just don't care about that anymore they're just like oh just give them a health bar give them a mana give them a mana bar and have them go hmm. oh they're they're having a hard time well let's just You know, either A, make everything super weak, or B, make them really strong. Honestly, neither option is the right way to do it. Because there's some big problem that hasn't been addressed that they're unwilling to spend the time to actually discover and correct. They're just kind of like throwing a hammer at a screw, hoping that it goes in the wall. Yeah. They just happen to be using a sledgehammer most of the time. And of course, it's going to work. It's just not going to work well.
0: Hmm. So I have a question for you guys, and we're going to actually get into one of the points. We've actually spent an hour ranting and raving about all the stuff that's been you wrong. Make it sound like that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. There's plenty of people <laughs> that are going to love it. But here's my question, right? With all the things that are missing and things that you know aren't done right, right? And it's a, a historical pattern at this point. Over a course of years for us who have been in, in invested in games like MMORPGs for so long, <clears throat> you've even seen in other games, too. But on this point, what to you, what is your lens of success when you, you know, through your eyes, through your view, what makes especially an MMORPG really great and how do you really gauge it as a successful one?
4: If I may. Uh, I'm going to talk about Guild Wars 2, which, in my opinion, is one of the best modern MMORPGs purely because it has variety. Mm. You are not forced into anything. I mean, let's just take the the leveling. We were talking about leveling before. Leveling in Guild Wars 2 is very uh, open-ended and you can do so much with it. If you like the story, you can follow the story. If you don't like the story, you can ignore it completely. You're not forced into it at all. You can level up by crafting, you can level level up by exploring and gathering. You can level um level up in combat. There are so many different ways of doing it. If mm. you and then if you don't care for the PVE at all, you can skip it and just go straight into structured PvP from level one and be absolutely fine, no problems at all. And I think that I, I feel like more MMORPGs need to adopt this. If they want to expand their audience, they need to adopt this uh, style of giving players variety that is all relevant.
1: Hmm. Options is definitely a, a very big thing because there is no one type of gamer. Right. You've got, I mean, you've got crafters, you've got gatherers, you've got PVEers, PVPers, you've got people who like any mixture thereof, you've got dungeon runners. Raiders, you got competitive raiders. I mean, you got especially in Guild Wars Two, you got people who just love to do the, the puzzles and the exploration, mm-hmm. or the ones who play uh, the hunters that just like to collect pets. And Guild Wars Two did do a very good job offering people a lot of options. There are a lot of things I don't like about Guild Wars Two, but for me, oh, got problems obviously. Oh yeah, everything's got its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I could sit here for weeks and talk about things I don't like about it. <laughs> yeah, I still played it for. I, I'm still playing it today. Hmm. Um, for me, I think a lot of a lot of uh, developers will gauge their success on like subscription numbers mm. or concurrent player numbers. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that they always take like the spikes, like World of Warcraft. They take their their numbers from oh, we just dropped an expansion. These are the highest number we've seen all year. So that's how many players we have. That's how they gauge success. Yeah. To me, success is probably an average. You know, if your average goes up, you're doing something right. Right. People are going to come and go because not everyone's going to like it. And that's fine. That is perfectly fine. There's no insult there. But the minute you're trying to cater to that wide spectrum of play styles just so that you can get the numbers you're going to compromise what your game is about Mm -hmm. in order to get chase that number. It's just like streaming. You're going to do whatever it takes to get that viewer number. Mm -hmm. And it's the hardest thing most streamers deal with is watching that number Mm -hmm. because it demoralizes you when it's a low number. Can't focus on that number, man. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you focus on how that number is changing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: even though it's low, you can still feel good about a positive chain.
2: Mm-hmm. If yeah.
1: you get, if you get one viewer extra this week, you it's, it's a, a sense of progression and the same thing can be held, can be said about MMOs. If you have 500 concurrent users on average throughout the run of a week and all of a sudden next week, and that goes up to 550 well, you did something right. Cause that's a positive change. Hmm. But now if all of a sudden you start seeing them drop off because, you know, you just dropped new expansion. Everyone got through it in a month. That's an indication that you did something wrong because hmm. they're not staying. An MMO without players Dice. is dead. It, well, it's not necessarily dead, but it is certainly dying in a and way. It's hard Where to
3: come back, to, it's it hard really to come is. back from it because people log in new and they're like, Nobody plays this game, I'm out. You know, like True. Right. I can't play I mean, this game out if I don't want to. Yeah. There
1: are there are so many MMOs that were good, but then suddenly you get a new player like myself. I'll jump in and be like, okay, I need to find a group. And you wait for two hours because you're you're waiting on a quest, you know, so you have to do this dungeon for a quest. And you literally can't go to the next area until this quest yeah. is done. Right. right. So you're just sitting here and there's, there's like 50 people on the server, and everyone's level 50, but you're level 15. And you're like, I don't see anybody. I can't play with anybody. As far as I'm concerned, from my perspective, it's a dead game, even though the end game might be you know, jumping.
3: Yeah, and so far, developers have only been able to come up with um, a solution to that by being like, we'll reward the high-level players in some way, significant way, for playing the low-level content. But what happens there is what we talked about earlier in the show, is you're the new guy. They've done this dungeon every day because they want that little chunk of reward. So they just want to go, go, go. Like, come on, I'm so tired of this dungeon. been doing it for years. And you're new, and you just want to explore, and you can't. It's over. It's over Mm -hmm. for you because they're tired of it. They've done it forever, you know? So that's the best solution they've been able to come up with so far that I'm aware of. And it's got major issues.
1: And honestly, I think that's going to come down to the community and the players. We have to Mm -hmm. change our mentality because I used to be a hardcore competitive raider. I used to I used to raid six to seven days a week. You know, you start raiding at 5 p.m., you stop at 4 a.m. Then Mm -hmm. I go to work at 7 (laughs) a.m. You know.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um and it took me a long time to get out of that mentality. To where, I, um, I know people are, I've, I've played every game, so you can give me crap for playing <laughs> this game all you want. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, you know, it, I try them all. Yeah, I played Runes of Magic. I played it with my wife and a friend. And we we were a trio. We did dungeons of our level trio. It took us like two hours to do them, but we still did them. And we very rarely grouped with anybody outside of our little group. One day we actually had someone in who was new and we were running a dungeon we had done before. And we're like, you know what? Why don't you kind of run the show? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, if you just follow us, you're just going to be a, loot, a like a, a, a loot machine. You're just going to be picking up loot all the time. Why don't right. you tell us where you want to go? Why don't you tell us what, we're supposed, what we should be doing? And then all of a sudden, because when I did that, I had this feeling of, it doesn't matter to me if we go left or we go right in this dungeon or if we take this boss first or this boss first. It doesn't matter if if one way is technically right. But this other person had a good time. They were new.
2: Yeah,
1: we yeah. had a good time because they were having a good time. Even though we had done that dungeon probably 15 times already that day. Right. And it's, it's certainly not something that's going to be fixed quickly.
3: So I think that there are people who get entertainment from other people being entertained. We probably all do because we create content, right? That's probably why we do it, right? right. But um, some people don't. I, I Maybe that's I'm fun. wrong, but no, that, I think some true. people get zero. They're like, I don't care if you had fun. I didn't have fun, you know? But uh if there were more of us and we were a little more vocal, I think sometimes even people like me, I'm guilty of it. I'll see a situation and the whole guild's like, go, 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 go. And I'm the tank. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna go. That's <laughs> I know this one guy wants to slow down, but I'm not gonna get in an argument tonight. I'm just gonna do mm-hmm. what they want me to do. I'm just gonna move right through it. So um I think maybe if we stood up a little more like you did, where you're just like, Hey, I tell you what, screw you guys, I'm the tank. I'm gonna decide the pace. So this person wants to wants to explore a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna, you know. All right. That that would make a big difference if more of us just stood up to it and was like, oh yeah, and I'll tell you
1: know know me, something something really funny. I, I was a rush, rush, rush kind of guy, rush end game, rush to be the big man on the server. And my my wife kind of got sick of that mentality and was like, okay, well, listen here, Bob. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, typical husband. I was like, yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> yes. We, we we were playing a game called Requiem, which is a horror wow. MMO. Yeah. um Back in its days really was, was wonderful. And taking it very slow. And then she's like, come here, look at this. And I looked at it as I looked at, at this, like texture on the wall of a photo. She's like, in this, in the corner, you see how this guy's standing in front of like, you know, curtains, I'm like, yeah. She's like, she's like look down there in the corner. There's a guy's face. And it was one of the developers who actually put his face behind the curtain, like (laughs) peeking out. And I'm like,
0: Uh
1: oh, my God. It's like, I would never have seen that. That's funny. And I still I mean, it doesn't seem like a big thing. And it's probably a terrible example, but it's still something that I remember today, Mm -hmm. which happened like eight years ago.
0: (laughs) Dude, I've been so guilty. I've been like I remember being in the early days of playing an MMO and I was like, you know, didn't know what was going on like the early days of wow i had no idea what i was doing i was used to always playing like console games like zelda you know metroid all the all the old school like nes games i used to love like all the way back to the original nes right like that's where i that's where my like origin story is in gaming all right and i remember the first time i got into mmrpg i didn't really know anybody else that played so i was literally running around by myself and The idea of exploration like i was that guy reading all of the all of the words in the quest and of course you have no idea where it's at on your map because you haven't been there you have no idea what's going on and you're exploring and you're you're you know finding and making your way and then you know uh that that whole idea like getting into your first dungeon i was like oh my god what's going on here and you know when i get into a new game i still have that experience but then you get to a point where you've done that already and now you're coming in for that daily grind, and you went back to incentivizing people to play, and I thought about that daily login reward scenario, like that's something that happens in a lot of games, like daily login reward get you a reason to come hop in well, you're just really hopping in to do that, but you know when I went to dungeons, you know, I get to that place where I was that min maxer guy for a while there where I was top, had to be the top on the server, and I was and had to be the best and had to be the number one paladin and all that stuff, and I didn't care about that pug in the group you know i only cared about that that you know chasing that sense of prestige and chasing that that number one you know chasing my accomplishment and that's all well and good you know i think i'm at a place now where when i get into a dungeon i do try to i don't i'm not a big dungeon fan in general anyway you know i don't like grinding them out more than once i like to go in. i like to be there for the purpose of being there the the first time through and then that story's over. I like to put that chapter behind me and move into the next chapter. But um, I would, I, you know, now it's like I see those people and I remember a time and I actually kind of feel bad for it. A time where I was like, I don't care if they're in here to do this. I just right. I only really care about I mean, I think that's Sorry, like, you know, okay. yeah, but I think yeah. that's definitely like a, a mentality that so many of us get into where yeah. we just were trying to get this stuff. And it's, and I feel like that might also probably bridge on the fact that I felt like the game I played, uh, it felt like I had to get this done to break even for the day, feeling like it was a job. Right.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. many of them do. It's yeah. sad. That's, That's so what dailies do, though. Good. I hate dailies. dailies. It really does. I loathe dailies. I was worst for this. Yeah. Because not only do they... They literally set it up so that you are required. If you want to do raiding, like and actually be competitive in in the raiding scene, you have to do world quests every single day to grind up the uh, the AP, the the power to level up your armor. And it just why, Blizzard, why do you do this? There's no need. There's absolutely no need to do it. And yeah. it just. Uh,
1: in my in my opinion, if you're putting dailies in your game, you're doing it wrong. Stop. Yeah. You do your job.
4: Dailies right. have their place, but not like that.
0: Because mm-hmm. Mostly
1: like don't that. even make any sense.
0: Yeah, to do the not same exact there. one over and over to me with the same person, I'm just going like
1: well, it's, it's four like, weeks
0: of this you, rep grind or something. We've been here and done the same thing over and over. It doesn't make sense in the story to me as a player to do the exact same quest repeatedly. It just doesn't.
1: I need you to go I need to go find my sheep, you know, 14 sheep every day. (laughs) Every day, bro. (laughs) Maybe you should fix your damn fence. (laughs) not, Not
4: only that, but you're telling that to a guy who is slaying dragons. Yeah, it's like I, I just beat this dragon who was terrorizing the whole world. Oh, yeah, go and go and find my lost sheep for me. Yeah, you're, you're the hero of the land. Go and find can the you, lost sheep.
1: Can you imagine being like, say, the, the guild leader of the top guild in the entire game doing a daily and going? You want me to do what? <laughs> it's Like, listen here, you have no idea who I am. I am just just give me the money.
2: Show me the money. money.
1: (laughs) It's like you're obviously made of money because you're giving it away to everybody every day. (laughs) But no, in my opinion, unless unless you figure out a way to do dailies that actually fit the world,
0: Mm. stop
1: putting them in because you're too lazy to do something right. Yeah. I mean, I can't be polite about this. That's about as polite as I can be. And you could say, oh, well, you're not a game designer. You don't really know. Well, here's the thing though if if I'm a nobody and I'm sitting here going that's lazy as, as crap you, I can guarantee you there's more people thinking that so part of designing is thinking about your thinking about your players I'm sorry that's part of it is you have to think about who's playing this so
4: mm-hmm.
2: if you're not thinking about
1: psychological me,
4: manipulation about it as well there is, like, like, I brought this up. I can't remember if it was before we actually started the show, it's all kind of blowing in my mind right now. But, um, <laughs> we're talking about the, the Skinner box. And if anyone's watched my video on it, I did a uh, video on it going into a bit more detail. But these modern MMOs are designed around the Skinner box mentality, which is uh conditioning, and the goal is to get players to log in every single day, doesn't mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing. BS they wanted to log in every single game. Yeah. And a lot of players don't even realize that they are being conditioned. That's the sad thing about yeah. it. They, they have no clue. They actually think they're enjoying the game. But then you go to them and, and, and you ask them, what do you enjoy about it? And that more often than not, when you ask that question, they kind of sit there and go. Huh. You know what? I don't know why I'm enjoying this game. Why I'm logging on every day, and they kind of Actually, have, they have this kind I'm of epiphany. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, and you kind of look at it. It's like, why why do you play? Just stop playing. Like, why? I, I have to log in every day?
1: See, like, I, th- I, I think I I'm a bit my a, dailies. <laughs> I'm a bit of an odd duck here because my my family was very manipulative. So I take a lot of offense to somebody, anybody. Trying to mm. manipulate me yeah. so the minute i feel like a game is trying to manipulate me to do something every single day i go you know what i got a finger that's just right for you Yeah, <laughs> and then i uninstall it
0: yeah when you, when you look at like so bf skinner by the way is we were talking about here when you talk about bf skinner you look up the idea behind like token economy too like that's that's mm-hmm. another element like yes. which is Same. yeah it's a big part of it you like when you look at like the the fact like things like loot crates loot, we we've hit on so many different topics and and we have like a lot of content ahead because we have literally shows around different constructs that tie into uh how games are developed and these specific elements and one of them is you know monetization or or, you know like using the behavioral theories like the psychology you can even look at like the pay to win No, sorry take that take that side look at like the loot crate kind of like uh concept right when you talk about i mean you're literally preying on people's you know like pleasure centers of their brain which yeah. is which is essentially that same same thing as like gambling problems addiction problems compulsive behaviors mm-hmm. like so yes. all of that so you know i think that at the end of the day it's like you know when we we invest in in games we invest in uh our time in anything we really got to look at like is it worth the time we're investing and yeah a great story a great a great a great event in our lives a great uh you know memorable night with our friends or creating friendships uh just by circumstance because of exploring it, being on an adventure in the world um, which is something my brother, one of my brothers, by the way, is notorious for like, I'll, I'll see him playing, uh, an MMORPG and, you know, he plays the Elder Scrolls online right now. And he basically, he just runs around. He's, he's constantly exploring, makes loads of money because he's that guy, you know, that guy, he's always out and about doing stuff and things. You don't hardly ever see him doing stuff with you, but he's always interacting with people. He's always making money. He's always farming herbs. He's always farming ore. He's got the money in his pocket. He's always making bank, right? And, and can tell you where to make the most money and this and that. But then he, he comes across other players. And this is the thing I really admire about him is he's that guy that helps that random player out who's brand new, has no idea what they're doing, and basically hooks him up with gear, tells him how to find this, tells him how to learn this and just does it because he likes to help people and And he makes really really more people like yeah and he makes more he makes these friendships and his reason for continuing to play is because of those friendship he made those friendships he makes those relationships the people the good times he's looking forward to with his friends and as we wind this episode down i feel like that's like the moral of the story isn't it what we've all been talking about this whole episode today is the good times let the good times roll and i and i believe that the the money will follow yeah right I it's, agree. that's Sweet. been
1: my my motto in everything i do is yeah do what you love and you will you will make a career out of it
0: you know what they say do what you love you never work a day in your life either yep. i don't know about that <laughs> I, I, I do I is like some people make
1: me want to shove a fork in my eye
0: <laughs> metaphorically in a game speaking all that stuff
1: no uh, this is i've a a real fork in my real eye
0: oh no so far it's not
1: okay not not my not my uh, blind one either
0: no man there
1: i can't anymore
0: we're gonna wind this one down because we are gonna be continuing our story next week same crusader time same crusader channel because this is the the realm of the crusade here on my channel so we will be Continuing next week with another episode of looking for more at Thursday or on Thursday at five PM CDT. So let me go ahead and go round round and let everybody shout out their contents. So you know where to find them on all of their stuff and things. Let's start with Lexer.
1: You don't want to find me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> if this podcast taught you anything, it's that you don't want to find me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> next note. The Nathan <laughs> Napalm.
3: Uh, I I mainly am on two platforms. I'm on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Nathan Napalm or Twitter, uh, the Nathan Napalm. Um, so
4: uh, that's my two main platforms. That's where you fantastic. Can
0: me. Fantastic. And Wandering Mist.
4: Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, uh, which is just Wandering Mist. I also stream on there. So I I stream regularly every single week. And aside from that, um, if there's anyone for Ashes of Creation out there, I am active on the Ashes of Creation official Discord and official uh, forums as well.
0: Fantastic. If you're watching the show, you already know where my stuff and things are because that's where this is posted. We are going to be getting this one live on YouTube within the next 24 hours. For those of you watching live, that'll be the routine and it'll be up with for the first show usually the audio format will be up same night but i have to do all the syncing for the first show so uh it'll be up here in the next couple of days up on all the podcast uh places and everyone thanks for joining us for this episode for this pilot episode of looking for more look forward to catching you all next week same time have a great week everyone you, folks
2: bye